causes everything to work together for good to those who love God. So the question on the floor is, do I love God? Dr. Tony Evans says we need to answer that question with actions, not just words. The test of your love is your following through with God in spite of your suffering. This is The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans, author, speaker, senior pastor of Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship in Dallas, Texas, and president of The Urban Alternative. When we have pain, we want it to stop. When we're in trouble, we want it to end. We call that victory. Well, God calls it victory, too. But today, Dr. Evans points out it can mean even more than that. Let's join him as he explains. In one of the most pregnant passages in the Bible, regarding our victory. We call this today the victorious Christian, beginning with verse 31 of Romans 8. Here's how it reads. What then shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who is against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him over for us all, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? Who will bring a charge against God's elect? God is the one who justifies. Who is the one who condemns? Christ Jesus is he who died, yes rather, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who also intercedes for us. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Just as it is written, for your sake, we are being put to death all day long. We are counted as sheep to be slaughtered. But in all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, angels nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now I, I don't know about you but I can feel the victory in that passage. I, I haven't even said anything about it and I can feel it. Because what Paul has said here is that if it is something created it ought not be winning. So whatever you're facing, if it's created, then that means it ought not have, should not have, the last word in your life. He introduces us to, if I were to sum up all this in one phrase, it would be in verse 37, but in all these things we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. The reason I want to point out that verse and the reason why we call this uh, the victorious Christian is because he uses a Greek word here that's never used in the Bible except in verse 37. This is the only place this Greek word is used that is translated in your Bible overwhelmingly conquer. Overwhelmingly conquer. In other words, you're not just supposed to make it through the situation. You're not just supposed to get by the situation. You're supposed to slam dunk the situation. You're not just supposed to conquer. You're supposed to overwhelmingly conquer. Slaughter it. You're supposed to reduce it to its 
It's minimum standard. In other words, you're supposed to kill it. You're supposed to whip it. You're supposed to slap it. You're supposed to reduce it. It, whatever it is, if it's a created thing. And everything is a created thing. You're not just supposed to be winning. You're supposed to be winning big. The Greek word there means super conqueror. Okay? He said earlier in the chapter, way up here in verse... 17, and if children heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him so that we also may be glorified with him. Now he raises a twofold relationship for Christians in their relationship with God through Christ. He says, if you're children, if you're saved, then you're an heir. Okay? He says, if you suffer through it, you're a co-heir. That's two different things. Simply being saved, you have an inheritance, an heir. But if in the midst of going through something, suffering, if you make it through that, you become a co-heir. Now, a co-heir is more than an heir. You can be your father's son and daughter and therefore be an heir, but every heir doesn't necessarily get the same thing in the will. He brings up a co-heir, and the co-heir, the one who is sitting beside Jesus experientially at a whole nother level, is the one, he says, who is suffering, going through something. They are facing some difficulties in life and are invited to become a co-heir with him. This leads him to a great verse in the Bible, and I can only give you some highlights as we work toward our major passage, verse 28. And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God and are those who are called according to his purpose. He's been talking about believers going through stuff. That's the context. If you go all the way up to 17 and read all the way down to 28, he is talking about groaning. If you love God, he is taking your problem, your pain, and your difficulty, and even though you don't understand it, even though it may not be fair, he is doing something with it. When you bake a cake, you take various ingredients that in and of themselves may not taste good. You don't eat a stick of butter. You don't eat sugar by itself. You don't eat nutmeg by itself. You don't eat flour by itself. Anyone by itself would not be pleasant to deal with. But put them in a blender, mix them together properly, and then set them on fire in an oven, and you wind up with something that will levitate you from the bedroom to the kitchen. You, you wind up with a cake that smells good and tastes good because there's something about blending independent things that have no relationship of their own, mixing them together and allowing them to be set on fire in an oven that can produce something that no independent thing can ever be on its own. What he says is that God has a way and we know. He says, this is not a question, this is not a, a guess, this is not a hope, this is not a wish. He says, let me tell you what I know. 
And folk who have been in this, we know, he says, we know that he can take all things. I love the fact that he causes all things. He not only takes all things, he makes all things. Causes. He causes them to blend together for our good and his glory. Okay? In order to fulfill his purpose. Now, just as verse 17 makes the distinction between an heir and a co-heir, simply being a Christian, you're an heir, but to work with God through your pain makes you a co-heir. That gives you another level of experience with God. Verse 28 does the same thing. He says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for good to those who love God. So the question on the floor is not can God cause it for good? The question on the floor is do I love God? See, see that's the question. Because see, you can be a Christian and not love God. You can be a Christian and not love God. So that raises the question. How do I know since me seeing God work things out through the pain in my life, if God is doing this, how do I know that I love God? Well, God answers that. Jesus answers that in a number of passages. For example, in John 15, he says, you love me if you keep my commandments. He says, this love isn't just some feeling you get on Sunday morning. He says, the way you love me is you do what I want you to do in spite of what you're going through. Okay? If you're not doing what I want you to do in the midst of going through it, you're not loving me. Loving me is a tangible, measurable concept, not merely an ethereal, emotional feeling at the moment. You love me when you do what I want you to do in spite of what you're going through. And it can be tough doing what God wants you to do when you're going through something. It's easy to do what he wants you to do when you like what he wants you to do or when you're not going through anything so it doesn't matter that you're doing what he wants you to do. But when you're going through something and you're loving him, okay? Jesus loved the Father and therefore endured the cross, okay? He endured the cross because of his love for the Father. So his love for the Father created an obedience and responsiveness to the Father in spite of the cross that he had to go through. The test of your love is your following through with God in spite of your suffering. Okay? Verse 32. He who did not spare his own son, Jesus suffered, of course, on the cross, but delivered him over for us all, how will he not also with him, co-heirs, freely give us all things? I love the word freely because that means there's no charge. Freely means it comes with the co-heir relationship of the love relationship that we have with God. The Bible says that from Jesus, we receive grace on top of grace. We receive grace on top of grace. That is from him, from our relationship with him, our love affair with him, flows this free provision of his supply that is particularly visible in the midst of painful scenarios. 
Christ will become, here it is, most real to you in the midst of your difficulties. That's where he will show himself most real to you. You will not see him most real. See, everybody comes for a blessing. And what they mean by that is, I am not going through anything. The way Jesus becomes most real to you is when you are going through something. The co-heirship is being established through this love relationship. And he who did not spare his own son freely gives you, supplies you what you need for what you are going through not to have the last word. Not to have the last say-so in your life. And what God has in mind is more than just a narrow victory. Dr. Evans will tell us more about that when he comes back in just a moment. Stay with us. If you've been encouraged by connecting with the Urban Alternative, whether it's online or on the air, we want to ask you to give your very best year-end gift to help keep that encouragement coming your way and going out to others as well. Your financial support is vital to helping meet our year-end challenge amount to ensure this outreach remains strong so that more people like you can continue to be encouraged by God's Word in the year ahead. Please visit TonyEvans.org to give today. That's TonyEvans.org. We're counting on you, so please help us continue bringing you Tony's teaching in the new year. Get in touch with us today, make your contribution, and let us send you a Christmas time thank you gift. The Best of Tony Evans 2023. It contains 20 of his most powerful, life-changing lessons of the past year, digging into subjects like overcoming addiction, worry, and anxiety, healing relationships, experiencing God's peace and rest, and much more. And as a special bonus, we'll also send you a new devotional book from Tony that can help encourage and guide you as you discover some of the often overlooked attributes of God, transformed by the Trinity, and the best of Tony Evans 2023. Yours with our thanks when you visit TonyEvans.org and make a donation, but only for a limited time, so plan to do that right away. Again, that's TonyEvans.org, or call our Resource Center at 1-800-800-3222. I'll repeat that contact information after part two of today's lesson. Here's Tony. In heaven, there'll be nothing to overcome. All right? So we're not talking about heaven here. You need overcoming when you're facing life and death and principalities and powers and things present, things got me. You need victory in the midst of the things that cause pain, discouragement, and life ebbing out from you. That's his context here. So he does not only want you to be victorious, he wants you to be a super victor. It is when God overrules. See, that's the key. You become a super conqueror when this thing, whatever it is you're going through or the things you are going through, appear to be wiping you out, destroying you, canceling you, killing you, and then God steps in and overrules it. See, the lower court may have made one decision, but if the Supreme Court decides to hear it, it has the right of overruling. And the reason why the Supreme Court's ruling is so important is that's the final ruling. All the other decisions made along the way become moot when the Supreme Court flips it, 
trips it, tweaks it, changes it, and gives the final decision. Jesus Christ is seated on the right hand of the Father. So any created decisions are interim decisions because Jesus Christ, our intercessor, makes the final decision and usually you need the Supreme Court when the lower courts have not ruled in your favor. Jesus Christ has the final decision making you a super overcomer because there's no other court to go to. See, that's a super victory. So you know it's a God moment. And see, a lot of us are lacking God moments. We talk, we talk about I've been blessed when I put food on my table, clothes on my back, roof over my head. All that's true. I don't kind of call that overwhelming. I mean, I, I got sinners that got food on their table and clothes on their back and a roof over their head. I got atheists that got food on their table clothes on their back and a roof over their head. And, and yeah, because God is good. He causes it to rain on the just and the unjust. He's talking about becoming a super conqueror. And a super conqueror is when he puts food on your table and there is no money. A super conqueror is when you're being foreclosed on and God comes out of nowhere so you can keep your house. A super conqueror is when God shows up in a way that man can't explain and you know it's nobody but the living and true God. See, that's a super conqueror. It's a super conqueror. And that's what he's talking about in the midst of your difficulty. God ruling and overruling. So he fires these questions like a machine gun. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? He means separate us from the, not just the fact of God's love, but the experience of God's love. See, that's why you can praise him in the midst of a problem. You can praise him in the midst of a problem because he's going to make you an overwhelming conqueror if you love him. If you love him, he causes all things to work together for good. If God did the greatest thing for you, spare not his own son. Anything else is easy. I mean, the hard thing for God to do was to sacrifice his son. I believe in the son, the S-U-N. I believe in the son because I can see it. I, I can see the son. I can see the son on a sunny day, but some days are not sunny days. But I still see it. Because the sun exists, even when the sun is not visible, it's because I can now see everything else because the invisible sun is still there. You see, the reason why you need to believe in the S-O-N, the sun, is not only because on the day of your conversion you saw through the light of the Holy Spirit the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, but because in living this daily life, it's because of him you get to see everything else. You get to see God in the midst of everything else. And his reality shows even on the cloudy days of life. On the cloudy experiences of life. You can measure your victory by what you overcome. Now I want you to look at one word. One word, this is an important word in verse 37. It's an important word. But in all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. Let me read verse 37 again. But in all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. I need to read that one more time. He says, and in all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. What do you think the word is other than overwhelmingly conquer? I talked about that. Uh, what, what do you think the word is I'm talking about? 
I hear somebody say, oh, okay, okay. Okay, anybody else have another word? He says, but in. Can I do a little sermonette on in? See, when most of us are going through, we don't want the word in, we want the word from. See, we want the verse to read from all these things. We are overwhelmingly conquerors through him who loved us and gave himself for us. See, our prayer is to deliver me from this. Lift me out of this. Cancel this. But according to this verse, you see super victory in. Not from, in. It is when the situation has not changed yet. You're stuck right there in the middle of it. Nothing has been reversed yet. And in the middle of this thing, you are facing and you have not, it has not changed. God dips down in the middle of that thing and shows himself up. It was when Israel was going through the wilderness. They were in the wilderness. They were without food in the wilderness. God opened up heaven and rained down cornflakes from above called manna. They were still in the wilderness. They hadn't been delivered from the wilderness. But in the middle of the mess, where they were hungry and without something, heaven opened up and dropped down cornflakes from above. They were still in the wilderness, but they saw God's super provision, or they were still in their situation. I don't know when God's going to take you from the situation. I don't know when God's going to lift you out of the situation. But while you're still in the situation, he says, I'm going to show you super conquering, super victory, super deliverance, and you're still in it. And I'm going to make you an overwhelming conqueror. You're still in it, and I'm going to show you victory. You're still in it, and I'm going to show you what I can do. You're still in it, and I'm going to let you know that the greater is he that's in you and he that's in the world. It's when your circumstance is not going well and you got a peace that passes understanding. Nothing has changed about your outside circumstance and you still sleeping at night. you still calm in the midst of a storm. Your situation hasn't changed. You're still in it, but he has met you there and demonstrated you are more than a conqueror through him who loved you and gave him. Somebody ought to bless the name of the Lord today. Dr. Tony Evans, talking about what real victory looks like. Of course, having a victorious Christian life can only begin when you possess a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. If that's something that's new to you, you can find out more by visiting TonyEvans.org and following the link that simply says Jesus. There you'll find everything you need to get your life connected with God, including a special message from Dr. Evans and other resources to help you grow. Now, we weren't able to fit all of today's message into our broadcast time, so if you'd like to hear Dr. Evans' complete teaching on The Victorious Christian, it's included as part of his exciting new audio compilation, The Best of Tony Evans 2023. As I mentioned earlier, we're including all 20 lessons in this giant collection in a special package, 10 on CD and 10 as downloadable MP3s, along with Tony's new devotional book, Transformed by the Trinity. 
This resource bundle is yours as our thank you gift when you help support Tony's work with your year-end contribution. Get details before time runs out at TonyEvans.org, where you can also find great life-changing gifts for the people you care about. Again, that's TonyEvans.org, or call our 24-hour resource center at 1-800-800-3222. That's 1-800-800-3222. There are modern-day treatments for depression, but tomorrow Dr. Evans will tell us about one that only has positive side effects, and it doesn't even require a prescription. I hope you'll join us for that. The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans is brought to you by The Urban Alternative and is made possible by the generous contributions of listeners like you. 